Zoe and the Milkman. There's Zoe late to uh, today's show meeting because your dog got into the garbage or something. What? Well, it's like the recycling bin is at the back door and it's very short and small. But yeah, today, I guess she decided this buttermilk container was going to become her, you know, new chew toy and ripped it up all over the living room. So buttermilk container. Hey, if it wasn't her going after that, I would. Are you doing you're doing some baking, aren't you? That's why that's there. It was like it was old from like some old baking that I did like last month. So it was really bad. I like cleaned it out and like rinsed out the container before putting it in there. But she seems to really enjoy milk cartons. I don't know if it's like a chew thing or what. Have you ever given her? Is she a peanut butter fan? Yes. Have you ever given her like the empty jar of peanut butter? Because you can't get the stuff off the sides and off the bottom. You ever just give that to her and let her go to town? Oh, yes. Yeah. And the um, best. Mr. Handsome opened a new one the other day, and we gave her the like little lid, you know, the little <laughs> tin lid that come you have to yeah. peel off first. Yeah, 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 she got that in her bowl. She was all excited. The thing I would lick, <laughs> except for the fact that once upon a time I did, and I ended up slicing my tongue on it, so I can't bring myself to do it again. I I definitely was worried about that for sure. Zoe and the Milkman. So you and I have talked off the air a lot about people's fascination with true crime. You're a big true crimer yourself, aren't you? I was going to say, I thought we talked about just me mainly having some freaky obsession, but it's a lot of women. Even SNL did a uh, production skit on, you know, women just loving true crime. Yeah, yeah. So I've heard, of course, I'm in the podcast realm. Well, you and I, this this show becomes a podcast. So I'm around podcasts, and I've certainly heard people talk about true crime, and it comes up a lot. It was a couple of weeks ago when I was at our conference comedy night at No Forks Given that on several of uh, the comedian sets, true crime came up. And I thought, we got to get on this true crime thing. And you've got Mm -hmm. some ideas on that. I've got some ideas on that. All this to say, Zoe, for the first time in the (gasps) history of our show, to the benefit (gasps) of you and the listener who loves true crime, I, John Milkey, have a true crime story. To share Yay! On the podcast. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> now, if I'm like, not mistaken, listening they... to Santa read me a story, I'm like, oh, go on. <laughs> you know what? The narrators often do have that very Santa kind of presence, don't they? Mm. All right, let's see if I can do this in, in a very okay. true crime kind of. Ooh. Yay. The date this past Saturday, Denver, Colorado. Three male suspects walk into a check cashing company just before 11 a.m and hold it up at gunpoint. Oh, no. With cash in their bags, the three men go to make their getaway, get outside, only to discover the car they had stolen to make their great heist had been stolen from them. (laughs) (laughs) How's that for a true crime, right? It was, that was perfect, honestly. But yeah, like, what's going on in Colorado? Everything all right, guys? Like, it seems... Getting a little sketchy, it sounds yeah, like. Yeah, Florida called. They'd like their weird stories <laughs> yeah. back, please. So, yeah, three guys run into this check cashing place, rob it, come outside. Their car, their getaway car that they stole, has been stolen from them. So oh. they're standing around. Um, two of the robbery suspects have been arrested. Uh, the third, as well as whoever stole the car in the first place, are still at large. But there you go. Zoe and the Milkman, our first ever true crime segment. Yay! Woo! <laughs> Zoe and the Milkman. It is another round of the back-in-my-day battle and the braggadocious one, Zoe Thorne.
with today's what? scoreboard. Who, who be bragging? You be bragging. That be who? Twenty-four to nineteen right now for me. It's, it's not insurmountable <laughs> if I can get a field goal here. <laughs> then I have a chance. You got a shot, kid. Take right. your shot. All right, I'm going to take my best shot. Back in my day, there was a thing called the Whisper 2000. What the, is the Whisper 2000, Zoe? Whisper 2000. Yes, the Whisper 2000. Whisper 2000. That's right. Was it like some sort of noise-making box like with different buttons and sound effects nope no the whisper was it- 2000 was like a little well you know imagine imagine like a little walkman okay so it's a little listening mm-hmm. device a little square listening device battery powered and you would put headphones in and the commercial claimed that with the whisper 2000 you could hear conversations going on in the next room no secret was safe from you it was also marketed to help people with hearing loss be able to hear commercials, oh. etc. It was a hearing aid, essentially, but it was marketed <laughs> on TV for the longest time as the Whisper 2000, back in my day. Okay, well, that is definitely a point for you. I will I will yield to that for sure. 2420, uh, nice. <laughs> but I hope you shan't get this one. Um, Zima. Zima? Yeah. Z-I-M-M-A? Z-I-M-A. Z-I-M-A. The name of a dog that would be kind of closely related to um, your dog, Xena. So you'd have Xena and Zima. (laughs) Is that your final guess? You only get one, so yeah. It was a refreshing citrus alcoholic beverage. Beer or wine is just fine, but if you were going to throw a rager, a I knew this. Zima on ice was the way to do it. If you still want to throw a 90s party, apparently today you can still get them at Walmart. But yes, it was like a citrusy alcoholic beverage. Probably could just get smeared off ice and relabel it, but yeah. <laughs> See, I have even less of an excuse because I was actually around for back in your day, and I do remember a party or two. I don't remember the party or two, but I do remember that that was there. So there's yeah, that. I couldn't have drank those at my, <laughs> back in my day, but <laughs> it was a dream. <laughs> uh, the score now is what, 25-20? Yes, it is. You All cracked right. the 20s. All Congratulations, right. Milky. We'll try and close <laughs> that gap club. tomorrow on another edition of the Back in My Day Battle. <laughs> Zoe and the Milkman. Province of Ontario has released the most popular baby names for 2023. Zoe, once again, my name is not on the list. I know. And I I mean, I have the guys list, so I know yours isn't on it. I can't see the girls list, so I'm assuming mine is not on it. But It is not. However, there are names that are kind of similar. If okay. Just lots anything. of like, like, like Cleo. Yeah. You love Miss Cleo, don't you? That that psychic. You've brought her up a few times. Um, we'll see. Or if, Chloe. Well, don't let the cat out of the bag just yet. Okay. All right. Okay. Here we go. Hey, if you had a baby this year, congratulations. First off, what did you name your baby? Maybe yours is on this top ten list. So we'll begin with boys' names. Zoe, the top ten boys' names in the province of Ontario for 2023, please. 
top 10 boys' names. Yeah. We will be starting off with Leo, like nice. the lion. We've got Ethan. We've got William, like Prince William. We've got Lucas, Benjamin, Jack, like the Ripper, uh, Theodore, like the chipmunk. Like the tugboat? All of, no, chipmunk. Theodore is a tugboat. Used to be in Halifax. Theodore is also now he's in a Ontario. chipmunk, and Alvin and the chipmunk. Okay, he's the I, cute all right. little floofy one. All right. Okay, Oliver. Liam and the top one this year looks like y'all have been reading the Bible is Noah. <laughs> top 10 girls names in the province of Ontario for 2023. Maya, Lily. Ooh. Do you say Evelyn or Evelyn? It's Evelyn. Evelyn. Yeah. Evelyn is a, is a last name, like Crabtree and Evelyn. Yeah. I would not want to name my daughter Evelyn. Like the kids are cruel, man. Well, that's, yeah, that's why some parents do that, right? All right, see how you survive in life. I'm going to give you this name. <laughs> if you don't come home bullied, we know you're going to be okay. Uh, here's the closest for you. It's Chloe and Isla. That's a tie. Isla. Isla. I've actually got um, friends of my brothers have a daughter named Isla, so I, I actually Cute. know one. Yeah. Ava. Is it a short form for anything? Sorry. Just Isla. Curious. No, I don't think so. Oh, okay. Very pretty. If I want to say it's Gaelic. Oh, okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. Irish. That makes sense. Uh, Ava, Sophia, Emma, Amelia, Charlotte, and for the 14th consecutive year, the number one girl's name for babies is Olivia. FYI, Olivia, and the number one on your list, Noah. The numbers one and one uh, baby names for girls and boys nationwide, according to StatsCan as well. Baby names with Zoe and the Milkman. Zoe and the Milkman. All right, I work in my basement. I'm a kept man. It's a dungeon, essentially. Not the fun kind, unfortunately. But you actually have a life, and you actually get to go to an office every single day. Do you guys do Secret Santa? We do do Secret Santa. Now it has become easier nowadays because of a system called Draw Names, and it'll, like, pair you up with someone for secret santa so, so how does that like work pull then? It you, out of a hat you just draw one name and you buy a gift for that person yeah and then okay. now they have it they have it connected to like amazon so you can also put in a wish list so this year i got something off of my wish list which was like Aww. a convertible dog leash for me and xena so it it can go around the waist or around my shoulder. Or I was going to say just a regular leash. I was going to say we're getting into some pretty fancy leashes. If you know we have leashes now that don't have roofs, because yeah, but we had a twenty dollar limit, so I was very happy that that came at the twenty dollar mark. Ironically, the convertible joke about roofs went right over Zoe's head. I digress. Mm. Um, I bring this up because I have in front of me the worst secret Santa gifts that you can give anybody. In your office. So let's oh, debate no. this, okay? I'm sure you've seen some weird stuff in your day, right? This yeah. this is why you're doing the draw name thing now, to avoid these kinds of embarrassing moments. So here we go. Number one on the list, it says, please, no more socks or clothing. They always miss the mark. You disagree with that? I, for both of my boss's birthdays this year, gave them socks. <laughs> but they always wear fun socks. And, like, my boss said he didn't have, like, fall socks. So I got him, like, some fall socks. And then my other boss, like, he plays hockey every week. So I got him, like, hockey socks. Because they always <laughs> wear fun socks. Also, but again, I did... 
you have you have some intimate knowledge of them and the things they like, so you have a bit of an advantage. Yeah. In a secret Santa situation, those socks could end up with someone who is just very small C conservative in how they dress. But I but so. I did do that for someone for Secret Santa this year, and I didn't confess that I was the Secret Santa because I didn't know if I had missed the mark. Ding, 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 ding. I don't know much about him, so he apparently does like fun socks, and he loves right. Christmas. And at a store near my house, they were selling these Christmas bulbs that had socks in them. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, and it said, um, have a bloody Merry Christmas. But you know what? Because okay, but you know what? If you give me socks, yeah, I just, I like the gray tube sock, Amazon 20-pack, $5.99, I'm in. Um, worst secret Santa gifts for the office, alcohol, because... Sensitive subject, right? Not everybody's a drinker. Now, if you happen to know that this person really likes insert wine here, beer here, that's fine. But it's a secret Santa thing. What if the person you you gifted a big bottle of Pink Whitney to uh, is in Alcoholics Anonymous? So that's why they say to avoid alcohol. Um, that's fair. Thanks, but no thanks, they say, to recycled or used items. So re-gifting. Oh. How would they know? Yeah, exactly. One, how would you know? Yeah. And two, like there's so much waste in the world. I'm all about the upcycling, as there we know. Go. So expect to get an upcycled present from me every once in a while. I'm going to break your heart with number four. I'm going to oh, no. break your heart. So I'm sorry. I'm no. sorry. Do you, know, do, you know, do you know how to mend a broken heart, by the way? Ticker More tape. Love? Ticker what? tape. Ticker tape. Come on. Cute. That's hilarious. Um, yes. Okay. I'm going to break your heart. Home decor and kitchen appliances. Don't gift that. Uh, okay. Well, home decor I get because it's kind of hard to like, yeah. you can easily miss the mark of whatever someone's interior design right? is. So, what if, yeah. what if the St. Andrew's cross you buy me as a secret Santa gift does not match my decor in my house? Then I'm re-gifting it, breaking <laughs> another secret Santa rule. <laughs> I just had to make things weird and awkward. It's kind of what we do. Um, yeah, kitchen appliances. Again, you know, you just maybe this person, because it's a secret Santa, you don't know if they bake things or whatever else. If you happen to get Zoe, chances are she's probably already got it sitting behind her on this. Yeah, it's true. Zoom call There's right not much now. I don't have. Okay. <laughs> Number five. Do people actually do this as a secret Santa gift? Please tell me. Well, I'm you know really what? concerned now what this is. Yeah. I'm sure somebody somewhere has done it because they're just oblivious or they think they're funny. I don't know. Pregnancy tests, condoms, and other health-related items. That's oh my really God. funny, guys. <laughs> right? You sickos. What's wrong with you? Yeah, don't do, <laughs> like, don't do that. And finally, do not do the secret Santa thing and make them gag gifts. Okay? Don't give somebody a pack of yeah. batteries with a note that says, gift not included. Ha, 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 ha. Uh, or a gift that was a roll of toilet paper with jokes printed on it. Eh, dangerous, dangerous, dangerous stuff. Anyway, a list of some of the secret Santa gifts that you may want to avoid. Zoe and the Milkman. We're just discovering a brand new term here on Zoe and the Milkman. Online, by the way, at ZMShow.com. You can always hear the podcast. If you miss the show, you want to share us with a friend, you can do that. Uh, the term that we are just learning today is coffee badger. You hadn't yes. heard this term. I hadn't heard this term. 
Yeah, no. Did you, I was like, is it just someone that like hoards a lot of coffee at the <laughs> office? Like, what, what's up? Or is it someone who badgers you because you like the McDonald's coffee, but they're a Starbucks person? No, it's none oh, of the above. Oh, like a snob. Oh, that's a good <laughs> one, actually. Coffee snob. Coffee snob, coffee badger. Yes. Um, no, a coffee badger. So you've got a lot of people right now um, post-COVID who only have to go into the office like a couple of days a week. And the other days they are working from home. <clears throat> Costco. Yep. Um, right? So mm-hmm. the coffee badger is that person who shows up at the office for their one or two days where they have to be in. They swipe their badge or their door pass, and they're only there for enough time to have a coffee, just long enough that people could say, was Bill in today? Yeah, yeah, Bill's around somewhere. I saw him earlier. Oh, okay. That's a coffee badger. Get this, though. Here's some of the stats on coffee badgers. 58% of hybrid workers say that they've done coffee badging. First off, good for you. Because I'm a little jealous. I think having to go into the office sometimes is really silly. And yeah. there's so many ways where you could... And personally, for businesses, you'd save so much money if you didn't have to have a huge workspace to rent out every month. But that's just me. So um, you and I are probably in this 8% who say they've never done coffee badging, but we'd like to. Yeah, exactly. I would like to. I should bring this up to a friend of mine because she said that at her work, she works for the government, they're going to start next year making sure to keep track of the days like they're supposed to go in two days a week. Well, that's why people do this, right? They swipe the badge. I was there. Look, there's evidence of it. My door password. And finally, this is the part that that, that makes me giggle. Two-thirds of managers, Zoe, 64% of managers say, you better believe I have coffee badged. (laughs) Do it. (laughs) Zoe and the Milkman. I know a lot of our listeners are probably going to be doing some traveling for Christmas, certainly some winter vacations planned for January, February, March. Um, Southwest Airlines in the States on their Facebook page the other day shared some photos, Zoe, of some of the random and frankly bizarre things that people decided to put in checked baggage. You know how you can have carry-on? Or you mm-hmm. can check baggage and anything in check baggage, of course. They, they put these big, like, tags on, right? Yeah. Okay. So if you want to see this for yourself, Southwest Airlines, their Facebook page. Um, the first image they posted, pretty standard bag that you would carry yeah. your clothes in, etc. cetera. Uh, but it was brilliant because the words emotional baggage <laughs> were embroidered on it. I want to meet that person. That's funny. Me too. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> but also here, very distinctive when you go to get your luggage well, from the carousel. Yeah, yeah, because we're always putting, you know, bright colored things and whatever else to make yeah. it uniquely ours. Okay. Next item is something you would see a lot of people walking around with at the airport. Uh, but this is the first time I've ever seen this item with one of those big old luggage tags on it. Somebody actually checked a banana. Like, is that brilliant or evil? Also, how bruised was it? Because, like, my luggage comes yes, so right. wrecked. That's so like, the funny. fact that the banana survived, did you put, like, a fragile sticker on it? I'm so curious. <laughs> I'm so I didn't curious. even think of that. That's a great oh. point. Um, in a similar vein, somebody else also checked a sandwich. There's the sandwich on the conveyor belt, big old luggage tag on it. Again, how did you get that through without it being destroyed? <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, because I think if you're flying, if you're flying domestically, food's fine. 
it's it's international travel where food can be questionable sometimes. No, um, no, but I just mean my luggage ends up destroyed. So any well, yeah. tips, guys, on how you got the sandwich and banana through <laughs> unscathed would be greatly appreciated. You know why? My luggage is just... You ugh. know why? Because the gang at Southwest Airlines cannot believe their eyes, so they're taking good care of it in order to get a picture of it to post it on the Facebook page so that you and I can talk about it on the show. Um, okay. The final one, this has to be a dog lover like you and me. Mm. For some reason... Somebody checked a stick. Just a plain old stick. Oh, for the bobos, for wherever they go goes. Anyway, oh, that's so sweet. That's Southwest Airlines. They're on Facebook. Some of the strangest things people have checked in their baggage. Zoe and the Milkman. Okay, you're Gen Z, yes? Uh, Millennial. Uh, so yes, 25, 25 to thirty-four year old makes you Gen Z. I believe I'm Gen A. I'm that old. Anyway, um, your your generation is wreaking havoc at restaurants. I don't know if you know this. Oh, menu anxiety is that a thing with you? Yes. If it's too big and there's too many options, I get a bit stressed out i'd like to hear what other people are doing to combat this but gordon ramsay says it all the time on kitchen nightmares like pick a theme stick to it there shouldn't be more than 100 items even 100's too much like i've seen that on bar rescue with john taffer he's exactly yeah. right you know if a menu is three four five pages long it's just it's too much and i can't deal with it and yeah stick to the five or like, six how do you things keep all of that, that in well. stock without right. going bad or freezing it well like, that's the other point too uh, right cost controls mm-hmm. too well, according to a brand new survey, this is from Prezzo Italian Restaurant. They surveyed 2,000 people, all of them Gen Zers, 25 to 34-year-olds, and um, a lot of them struggle with menu anxiety when ordering at a restaurant. So your generation, Zoe, say they will not go to a restaurant if they have not had the opportunity to look at the menu beforehand. I do that. See, soon- like if I if I look at a re- like look up a restaurant and I see the menu is on the Google page, I will click on it. Also, restaurants should all be having that clearly. So Sue yeah, does I that. Will go I laugh at her because it's like just go to the restaurant. That's part of the fun. No, she can't. She can't handle it. She wants to know ahead of time what she's in for. Um, yep. Your generation also says they will not go to a restaurant. Uh, sorry, uh, your generation. We did that. <laughs> your your generation says um, anxiety is largely triggered by the cost. Of the meal. That's the number one thing that creates a lot of anxiety. Yeah, um, I will pick something like even though I want this thing, I'll see how much it is. And then I'm like, yeah, but I also want that thing and it's cheaper. So I'm just going to get that. Mm-hmm. I'm like that if somebody yeah. else is picking up the tab. I'm going for the cheaper thing because, yeah. yep. Um, not being able to find something on the menu that you like causes anxiety and then regretting what you did order. Yeah. Um, for me, it's not something that I didn't like, but it's like, that's not what I want right now. And then just like nothing that you're reading is something that you want in that moment. And you're like, well, I'm stuck here with my family, so I have to get something. And then you just, yeah, you instantly regret it. Menu anxiety is a thing. By the way, one third of your generation also say they'll ask other people to order at the restaurant because it's just easier that way. Menu anxiety. Things you learn mm. with Zoe and the Milkman. You got to get back to work. I got to get back to do. um, doing chores and things and Christmas <laughs> and stuff. So meet you back here tomorrow. ZMshow.com online. Bye, Zoe. Bye.